What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Oh man, I am happy to announce that we are still here. We are quarantined. A is for alcoholic. It has been. Um, it hasn't been. A, it hasn't been a month yet. But it's been about, uh, about three weeks for about me. Three weeks, yeah. We did. They shut us yeah. down in uh, the fifteenth, I think, of March or the seventeenth of March. Um, mm. But we're still here. We're talking sobriety. We're talking recovery. Um, Q. I. You know, usually we do the Q is to do a Q and A because Q is kind of a tough. Was always a tough letter to oh, kind of come up Q, with something. Yeah. But I thought mm-hmm. I. I didn't want to waste the opportunity to do Qs for quarantine. Um, quarantine thoughts on sobriety (laughs) that's a good one actually you know and it's just and just because i feel like well the this whole this whole lockdown this whole shutdown is kind of um just taken over everything right it's not just Mm -hmm. it's not just sobriety and recovery it's taken over the whole goddamn world and um you know i i prefer to focus on you know the real the real life aspects of it rather than the politicized madness that's going on out there, which right. anybody can figure out for themselves and see what's going on and however you like to look at the world. Um, but <clears throat> it's been super weird for me because like you, I'm sure we've all been on the internet and people are either like, this is a great time to be productive and you, you know, think about what you can get done. And if you didn't, if you didn't actually write that book or if you didn't do that thing or you didn't start that project, then you're just full of shit because now you got nothing but time, you know? Yeah. And I think that part of me likes to be productive just because it fills my day with other things other than like sitting around and feeling dread and anxiety and fear, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, I think it's also kind of a fucking bad idea to ignore the anxiety and the dread and the fear to to simply just kind of go like oh i'm working from home when in fact Mm -hmm. there's a crisis going on and people are hoarding toilet paper and we're doing our best to do work from home if we can right and the rest of us are you know non-essential and that's fine i'm not you know i'm not bitter about i don't have any resentments about being (laughs) non-essential feelings are all hurt (laughs) But like, how dare you? Yeah. But uh, but you know what I mean? Like it's we're trying mm-hmm. to do our work from home in the middle of a crisis. So it doesn't I just don't think it it's helpful to feel guilty or ashamed because you didn't get anything done today. No. 
No, no, yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, <it's>, I, <laughs> everything else is kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, I feel like beating yourself up for not fucking writing that novel during time of quarantine is not the way. It's just not productive. That's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so, there's nothing I can accomplish during this period of time. Just like we were talking before we started recording, it's just making me making dumb Instagram videos. That's the majority of my day like i could be working on these paintings right now and i'm like nah i want to record myself with no shirt walking around my house like picking up my cat you know so if you haven't seen jerry's instagram you should really go check it out um that's a plug for my instagram there <laughs> at jerry wagner jr new video every day fuck no i don't save them Ah, uh, he doesn't save them i told him it's just like just like lighting poems on fire and setting them down the river <laughs> I just don't know how to. That's oh. the thing. Um, but uh, it's 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 a con- it's kind of a stressful time, and I think that you know, for a lot of us who have been in quarantine for a while or self isolation or however you want to call it, like I don't know about you, but I have started to feel a little more comfortable. Not that I'm any less cautious about going out to the grocery store. And, you know, mm-hmm. covering up and doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. But it becomes a little bit more normal. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, at some point, um, I've deferred all the bills that I can. But at some point, they're going to be expecting money. And then that's going to have to uh, I'm going to have to deal with that. But um, it's become a little more normal in my my routine to kind of just hang out at the house. Yeah. Do do whatever I do, you know, whatever. I've been getting a lot more writing done. Um, I wouldn't say that I do it That's every good. single day, but mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot more of it done. Um, I am going to set up after we get done recording here, I'm going to be setting up my eBay uh, account to sell some shit that's, you know, sitting around the house. I've got some stuff in the closet, some old, like, mm-hmm. music video VCR tapes, like, I don't know, Faith No More Live in 92, or I've got this weird-ass, like, old cocktail shaker not old but this weird cocktail shaker that i think i could probably get a few bucks for i'm gonna go through right. my books and kind of like I, I bet i could probably get a pretty penny for some of those bukowski books so maybe I oh mean, yeah you're gonna get rid of those huh? i know but it's like what am i doing with them they're sitting on the bottom shelf they went from the middle to the down and then now they're at the bottom shelf and it's like right i appreciate them i I'm glad that they were there. I've read most of them. The ones that I haven't mm-hmm. read are all the later, you know, the late stage poems about his cats. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is, I mean, you've read though, and they're not that great. No, he's like old and he's got whiskey brain. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's got like wet brain at that point. Uh-huh. So, I mean, how, 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 how is it? You you're living in a house with two other people. You're living in there with your family. Like, how is it? Mm-hmm. Do you feel? Is everyone taking it well? Is everyone kind of like, okay, this is just how we live now? And I mean, is well, it- yeah, yeah. So Megan has jumped into this whole T-shirt project like with two feet. I mean, she'll spend. She spent like eight hours the other day just designing the website aspect of this this. Uh, Mm-hmm. This uh, market, I guess, online market we're going through. It's called teespring.com. You can also find my shirts there. I'm going to plug that. Jerry what? Wagner Jr., teespring.com. Buy some merch. It's cool. Buy It'll some merch. Cool. <clears throat> anyway, she's been jumping into that like wholeheartedly. Olive just started Zoom school. 
So in the mornings, they have a little morning meeting with like 28 kids on Zoom. And then throughout the day, she has to do at least 90 minutes of, of schoolwork, you know. I mean, they have a whole schedule for us. And like you can take her out to do this and that. And it's like take her out in the yard and exercise. And here's this period of time. You know, here's your schedule. Just work this just as long as she's being active for, you know, 90 minutes a day. As far as like mentally, like doing the homework right. with her and working on this book report. Cause she was in the middle of this book report. Then we hit spring break and they just quarantined us all. So they've all got things to do. I've got, like I said, these dumb Instagram videos that take up a majority of my time. It's for me. I've always, I always feel like if there's a project to be done, that will help me pass the time until I can ready to go out and be functional again. You know, mm-hmm. I uh, was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were uh, the they were they were saying on the podcast that alcohol sales are up like two hundred and fifty percent. Did you know that? Like, not just online, but in general. I believe it. And, I mean, I don't know what the yeah. number, or the exact number is, but I believe it. And then there was a TikTok video because you turned me on to that. <laughs> and there's this guy who's jogging around his neighborhood, and he's just like laughing, filming everybody's recycling bins, and the whole entire block, everybody's recycling bin looked like mine. You know, when I was actively drinking, like just completely full of booze bottles, and it just, I mean. I understand it though. I understand medicating. I understand sitting in your house and like, okay, I'm gonna get fucking drunk so I don't have to fucking think about how scary all this shit is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I understand being a normal person, like yeah. not a non-alcoholic, <laughs> and being like, let's use alcohol to cope. But I also think it's kind of pretty telling, not just culturally, but just us as human beings. Like, that's the thing we turn to is getting intoxicated to like push away. Those, those scare, that, that fear, you know, it really, it actually really fits into some of the, the shit I learned in the rooms about fear, you know, and how like fear is this real, it's, it's a natural thing, but it's just can be very negative, you know, mm-hmm. it can be incredibly negative and it keeps you from growing and learning and shit. Well, so it, it's, I, I, that's, I, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, I'm always just like, wow that's fucking amazing i mean everybody's just sitting in their house getting drunk and waiting for this to blow over and you know i'm sure that on some level there's some people are having fun with it or you know kind of making jokes or it's like well i guess we got nothing to do 9 a.m let's fix a cocktail and like wine o'clock yeah But those are like normal people, though I imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think they have that pathology or that that alcoholism. I imagine. Like I imagine, most people aren't alcoholics. Right. I try to. <laughs> you know. Right. So that then they're... I'm like, yo, I see your behaviors, you wild person, you. So, yeah. but I, I I feel like that has the potential, even for somebody who's a non-alcoholic, to develop dependency because you don't have to have. I don't think yeah. you have to have the alcoholic gene for alcohol to do its thing. No, because it is physically addictive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, over a period of time, you build up your tolerance, and your body builds up the the what do they call that the 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 addiction is not the right word I'm looking for dependence. Dependence. That's it. Yeah. You build up the dependence physically. Yeah. But then I wonder about. I always wonder about those people who have built the physical dependence over the emotional dependence. Right. It seems like people like you and I suffer from this disease where it's like twofold. It's like the physical dependence and the emotional psychological dependence just kind of weave themselves together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I, I, at least in my experience, when I was 
done and trying to quit like it was an emotional like psychologically taxing just as much as it was physically you know yeah it's just like we, when we would watch those videos about the people in the hospitals who they give painkillers to and how their body will become physically dependent they wean them off of it with whatever mixture they give them and they go out into the world and they just don't have a relapse they just they just live their lives you know mm -hmm. and so it, it seems like I don't know. I just wonder about the that trigger inside the brain or that 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 nerve. But uh, I don't. Yeah, I I'm just curious too. Like, what happened? Mm -hmm. Do these people just go? Oh well, I'm done drinking at home. We're going back to life. Do some of them develop these things that now they have to deal with an alcohol, you know, dependency on top of going back mm -hmm. to the real world? Um, right. I, it's it's terrifying because I was there and I know what it's like to have to juggle real life and alcohol dependency and being an alcoholic. So that, that idea of it being an emotional problem, that idea of ultimately um, it being a spiritual malady. Right. And that's right. That has made right. more sense to me than anything else. I get, I totally mm -hmm. get like the physical dependence. I totally get like the emotional connection that I would make through alcohol with other people and places and times, you know, like, oh, it's five o'clock, five o'clock somewhere, um, you know, hanging out right. with friends, going to a bar. So it becomes everything that all the positive things in my life were then connected around alcohol. And ultimately right. removing that. So finally get rid of the physical addiction. Like I'm not actually physically sick anymore. I, I make better emotional connections with other people who it's not through alcohol that that's better. And I, I think that the big chunk of it was this spiritual aspect of my life that was non-existent, was void, was empty and needed to be filled. Mm. And without right, without scaring um, any of our listeners out there, you know, finding a way to connect with God, <laughs> you know, was was pretty important. Right. And God is, I have said this many times before, it's just a word that we use because we, it's a metaphor. We don't have, we, I don't know. When you and I talk about God, it's only because I can't fully understand what I feel when I have that connection. You don't fully understand what you feel. Your feeling is right. vastly different from mine. So we try to like have a term to use. So. Yeah, it's a placeholder. It's, it's a placeholder. Just, but it's a very charged placeholder. <laughs> yes, though. it is. Yes, it is. Do you is. know what I'm saying? Like, if uh -huh. my placeholder was the word fuck, and then I was just like, gotta believe a fuck. You know what I mean? It's like a strong word for a lot of people, and I get it. There's a lot of baggage that comes with that word. There's way more baggage that comes with word than with most other words. Do you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I would have to say like alcohol was my higher power. And so I had to replace that higher power with something else. Or at least it was a power greater than me. Because even higher power, some of the language of the rooms is like really charged. It, yes. it really turns people off. And I get it because it turned me off. And it still kind of turns me off sometimes a little bit. A little bit. The idea of it, mm -hmm. the language of it, you know. So, but I had to really, see, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I had to figure out what it was that was bigger than me that was affecting my life or I was allowing to affect my life or that I was giving power to. Mm -hmm. I was giving power to this thing, you know, that I, I, in my mind was greater than me. And so once I got rid of that and that hole was there, I was like, what do I do with that hole? Because I can't just ignore it. It'll just get fucking bigger and bigger and then I'll just put booze right back in it again, you know? Mm -hmm.
yeah, so I had to put in, you know, just this idea of, I don't know, man, just this mindful idea of surrender. That's what's always been to me is just this mindful idea of living in the moment and understanding that I cannot control the moment, you know. It's just there. I can't control the coronavirus. I can't control the quarantine. No. You know, me wringing my hands about it. I can't control the way I feel about current the current politics and the president and all that. I can't. I get mad about a lot of that shit and I get mad. I get frustrated that I'm in quarantine, but I'm trying to use quarantine in of itself as a learning experience. And as a matter of fact, I would say I've my wife has noticed that she's like, "Hey, you seem a lot lighter." when there's less pressing on you. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> like when I don't have to worry about being at work and putting forward that face at work and being this person who's like, this is who I am at work and this is who I am at home, you know. That being said, like I miss work. I miss it a lot. I miss the tattoo shop. You know, I miss being in there and doing tattoo stuff. Yeah. Am I like wringing my hands and dying because I can't tattoo? Fuck no, I'm going to do other things. Like I'm mm -hmm. a, I learned how to make cookies. I never know how to make cookies. What kind of cookies make you cookies make? cookies like crazy. Just chocolate chip, motherfuckers. Oh, okay. Just Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to. I should have got some stevia uh, or uh, Splenda from the Instacart. We've been using Instacart instead of going out shopping. By the way, and is that working? It's been interesting. It's working. I mean, Eugene's kind of a smaller town, and so we get it pretty quick. We, I mean, I ordered it yesterday and got it the same day. They only charge like four extra bucks, you know, to deliver it. How are they making any money? I have no idea. I think they raise up the prices of the groceries a little mm. bit. I'm not quite sure. I haven't quite done my research yet. I'm just okay. like, yo, I can get groceries without having to go to the store. That's great. But okay. I ordered bananas from them and, and oranges, right? And so they, <laughs> you have to put in like a numerical number. And so they give you the price of the bananas per pound. So when I entered the number, I figured, okay, I'm going to get a pound of bananas. And the guy just showed up with one banana. <laughs> Like I unpacked all the bags and there was this one and then I wanted three pounds of oranges, right? Because I really mm -hmm. liked it. But they're the big fat navel oranges, so it was about three pounds of oranges anyway. Because these each of these oranges is like a fucking pound almost, you know. Mm -hmm. But this is just like unpacking everything and just pulling out one fucking banana. Like he went to the Safeway and just snapped off one banana and went, That'll do, and put it in the fucking cart. Hey man, I'm just doing what like, it says on the list. Dude. Right. And <laughs> I'm like, damn, banana. I needed a pound of and bananas. Are you a big banana fan? Is it just something I that put you... them in my smoothies every day? Uh, so yeah, because mm -hmm. they give the smoothie a different texture instead of just fruit and <clears throat> almond milk, you know. And I was like, man, I got to get set up for smoothies for like the next two weeks because that's all I eat for breakfast. Really, I had like oatmeal yesterday, but and then Megan wants in on it, so I got to double it up and use more resources. But I'm like, yo, I love you, wife, even though you're cutting into my <laughs> smoothie budget. So, but the, the so... bananas make it creamier. So now I'm like, damn, they're well, good. Oh well. Um, so here's, here's, here's my suggestion to you on the banana. So I've, I am now up mm -hmm. to, I have four stages of bananas in my house because the last few, cause I didn't want to run out either. And I don't know if like yeah. hearing your stories of banana scarcity kind of caused me to panic buy bananas more than I needed to. But I, I have the ones that are really ripe on top of the, you know, on the counter. And then I have, right, those are the I ones have, that are ready those to go. Are ready to go. Now I have another bunch that are yellow, and then I the last one the last bunch I got were super green. I got the greenest ones I could find. So there's different. Right. And number four, I have some in the freezer. So what happens is, when the when the brown ones get too brown, like if I feel like mm -hmm. yeah I don't want to let them if there's too many of them, I snap them in half and I put them in a bag and I put them in the freezer. And so that way I'm constantly yeah. rotating the bananas. So I suggest getting like. And this is going to sound crazy, but get like five or six pounds of bananas. So you'll get like three bunches. 
And then how do you do you unpeel them before you put them in the oh, freezer? Yeah. Or do you, you gotta, just put them in Yeah, because it's hard to get that fucking peel <laughs> off. I froze no, them before and then been like, what the fuck is my life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you cannot dude, you no, you cannot you, I've unpeeled a frozen <laughs> banana, it's a bitch, dude. That's that's some fucking higher power shit right there. That's Yeah, dude. dude. So no, you gotta peel them, snap them in half, and then put them in a in a in a freezer bag. That's a good idea. So then, well, I'm gonna have to do another order because I only got one fucking banana, and I'm like, damn, dude, eat this one. And then I used it this morning, and I was like, well, enjoy this smoothie because the next few ones that are gonna be a little rough. <laughs> now you're down to like water and spinach with a dash uh, of cinnamon. You no, know, but yeah, it's just water, spinach, and a little bit of stevia, and that's it. Just, and some chia seeds. <laughs> Um, how privileged am I though to be like damn run out of bananas here you know like I'm really grateful that that's my dude, it's not my biggest problem but it's like one thing I have a little bit it's in my mind as a concern I'm like fuck I ran out of bananas you know we are living pretty very lucky. well that this is this these are yeah. the things that we that we struggle with um, I'm yeah. still like I'm really grateful that I and to be ta- I don't know if we talked about this last time but that this idea that I, I kind of just had the epiphany that oh I don't have to have a drink. I don't require it. I can't, I'm trying to think, yeah. I know people and I, you know, I talk to people who are like, well, yeah, as long as I got enough vodka, I'll be fine. I'll get through this. And I, I'm so glad that I don't have to worry about having enough fucking vodka. No. In the cupboard. Like our problems are, yeah, it's bananas and like oatmeal or whatever you got, sweet mm-hmm. potatoes or whatever, yeah. you know. It's not like, damn, I should have bought a handle of Tito's from Costco. What the fuck am I going to do now? I'm going to get sick, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. So. I, if, if I run out of bananas, I'm not going to get sick. I'm just not going to have a creamy smoothie. I'm just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Right? I'm not going to start sweating and seeing spiders, so I'm lucky. And... <laughs> right? Maybe you just do yeah. like half a banana or something like that. But That so... shit's gone. Those bananas are gone. Now it's just, just it'll be berries. Yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, that, and that's the thing is like, wow, how how awesome is it that this is the biggest problem in in our current situations? You know, I'm so grateful, man. Nobody's sick here. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've I've been making dates on my dry erase board, my calendar out there for when we're clear. You know, like I'm like, okay, we went out into public at this period of time. So like two weeks from that period of time, if nobody shows any symptoms and we're clear, we're oh, clear for that, okay. that two week period. So I've been doing that, you know? And so we were clear. What's today? Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, so the initial one, we were clear today. Cause the last time we went out in public was not me, but it was Megan. She went out on her birthday on the March 22nd cause she had a client and she was showing him a house. Right. And so she went and showed, it was just him, him and her. And so I was like, yeah, but, and then she went to the grocery store right after it. And that was the last time she had been to the grocery store. And so I was like, that is our two week point. Now between now and then, if we don't get sick, then we're clear. We're not, we, we probably, it's pretty likely we won't get sick. But then we had to go to a Walmart. We didn't go into the Walmart though. We did a pickup, right? Like they do this mm-hmm. other thing on the Walmart app. So if you're out there listening too, if you don't feel weird about it, there's a Walmart app. You can order all your shit you need and then have curbside just pick it up and they'll stick it all right. in the back of your car if you don't feel weird about using that service too so you don't have to be inside and expose yourself to anything right so we did that we all had like i had my mask on and shit because i've at this point i'm like well i'm just gonna wear the fucking mask every have you tried running in a mask we're gonna talk about this too because that sucks but anyway yeah that was so that was a week ago so now i've got a week now 
and now mm-hmm. we're clear. Then after that week, if we don't go out and talk to other people, you know, then then we're then we're good. And have um, you tried going running with a mask? Because it's the fucking no. worst, dude. So so here's here's my theory on it, and I suggest that everyone like do your own research about what's what's right. good. And I so the CDC says. My understanding of it is wear a mask if you're going to be in a situation where you're near people. Okay? Right. So, right now, they're saying you should just wear whatever. You know, wear a scarf, wear this, wear... I mean, I think that anything is better than nothing. But, so my running consists of my neighborhood. I go across the main street, and then I go up Mm -hmm. into the other neighborhood. So, I don't talk to anybody. I don't... When I see somebody coming up the road, I go to the other side of the road. I wave... I smile and I keep running. I speed up. Like I'm like, yep, yeah. I just keep going. So so I haven't worn a mask while I'm out there running yet. Um and I don't know that it's necessary for me, but I think you should do whatever makes you feel safe. So that's been right. my thing. So I also have a little squirt like a little bottle of uh hand sanitizer that I made. So it's like the mm-hmm. high proof uh, isopropyl alcohol and the um, aloe vera gel, and so I'll put uh, that on. Or if I gotta like, even if I touch something, I don't touch anything. I try not to touch anything, but you know, if I go to a crosswalk and I, if I try to hit the button with my elbow or my my hip, yeah. But I'll pull that out and I'll rub it on my hands. So I'm constantly like, I put a headband on now so that I don't like wipe yeah. the sweat. So I'm not touching my face. Oh, from your face. That's so that's a good what idea. the headband is. So that's mm-hmm. the headband keeps me from touching my face. I have sunglasses on. Like I'm not gonna touch my eyes. I'm not gonna touch my nose. Yeah. Um, so that's been my thing. Is like I bring a little mini bottle of hand sanitizer with me. I don't wear a mask. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm not going into a grocery store. I'm not fucking talking to right. anybody. Right. Like I'm literally when I see somebody like on the sidewalk, I go hop into the uh I hop into the, the bike lane. Or even the mm-hmm. fucking highway. Like I I've done that, yeah. You know. So and Well I'm on the the Rexius trail here, which is a big loop mm-hmm. in Eugene and it runs along the like Hilliard Slough and it's this three and a half mile loop and that's the one I run. And it's a popular spot for walkers and people to walk their dogs. Mm-hmm. Not as many as before because i try to leave really early and there'll be long stretches of the trail where i won't see another person you know for a good mm-hmm. couple hundred almost half a mile sometimes but then there are people and they kind of aren't that some of them don't have spatial awareness and so you'll have two like people walking on the trail just side by side not realizing there's other people running right mm-hmm. and so in my mind i had this thing where i'm like okay i'm gonna run past them i'll try to give us a little room or i'll get out on the street mm-hmm. but i also I've been like I've been, I've worn a mask. I've had to take it off twice, both times I've run with it because it's hard as fuck to breathe you in a mask yeah. because all the all that fabric sucks in your face and I feel like I'm being waterboarded. <laughs> and the first time it was sunny and I put sunglasses on too, so then I'm just fogging up, up the glasses and I can't. So I'm blind and I can't breathe. So I'm like, this is some bullshit. And I tried it with the surgical mask on the other day because I had gotten a family member had sent us a you know a little pack of these mm-hmm. surgical masks. And I was like, well, the paper is more porous than the fabric, so I can breathe through it. Same fucking thing, man. Like, usually I can do about a mile and a half now without mm-hmm. stopping. Like, a, in a, on a good, where I have to, like, stop and catch my breath or just stop and kind of slow down. Man, it was like, not even, I did like three quarters of a mile and had to stop because I was sucking so much air, you know. So, I was wondering if you had done the same thing. I looked up a buff. 
on Amazon, and they're all sold out. They're not really no more buffs, man. Yeah, there's a buff. People are hoarding buffs. That yeah. sucks. Um, I maybe Walmart. Uh, I don't know, man. I I I would just say yeah, Nick Gator. I gotta look up Nick Gator. Nick Gator. Yeah, Nick Gators. What's, oh, Nick what, Gators. That's another Gators. Word. Yeah. Yeah, G A I T O R. But it's okay, man. I just. I just run around people. I just worry about it being out in the air, right? Because the way the CDC puts it, it's like this cloud of microbes around everybody. And I'm like, man, I don't want to run by you and suck in your microbe cloud. That's fucking whack. But I also want to run. I don't want to run laps around my house because I've done it and it's dumb. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I saw some guy did a fucking marathon in his driveway. Like That's I can't crazy. even. <laughs> I know, right? That's... 23 miles just in a loop. 26. Like... Yes. 26. Sorry. That, yeah, right. So, like, I have, I can run if I open up both gates and lock the dog in the house. I can run around the house and make a lap, right? But mm -hmm. I don't know about doing four miles of that shit, like no. just running that lot. Yeah, dude. So I would also suggest when I come up on people, like if I ever came like up behind somebody, and you're gonna scare mm -hmm. them regardless of whether you say anything or not. I always just go on your mm -hmm. left, you know, like yeah. long before, and usually. Usually people get it, and sometimes there'll, there'll be some some old lady will be like, oh, and I'm just like, thank you, and I just wave and keep yeah. going, you know. But I mean, do it do it feel safe and like, I, I I'm I I try to be cautious without being paranoid. I've got my fucking hand sanitizer. I right, and I'm I stay a little away paranoid. From so yeah, mm -hmm. so I I haven't worn a mask out there running. I don't think that I'm going to. I think that it's important. It's, it's hard, dude. When I go to the grocery store, I glove, a rubber glove, regular glove, mask, buff. I go out. I only bring my credit card into the store with me or my debit card. I swipe that mm -hmm. shit and then take everything off in the car, bring it in if I have to wipe off groceries. But I'm, I'm not even – I wash the, the fruit and vegetables. Like I rinse mm -hmm. them off and then I put them in the fridge. I don't have any like apple cider vinegar or baking soda. But I mean – Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, that's basically it. I just run and I eat. Um, I write. Um, I haven't done any Zoom meetings yet. I don't know what my hesitation is. It just don't doesn't feel. I don't know. You said that's you did fine. it, and it was it was. Fine. I've done a bunch now. Okay. Well, not a bunch. I've done three already. I do them on Sundays. And the thing is, you see it all the time. Like when you um leave the meeting, it um when you leave the meeting, it just it just says like john has left the meeting it's not even like you have to get up like you go to a meeting you get up and you have to pee and you have to walk through the middle of the fucking room and like you got the creaky chair and then i wear dude and i wear keys on a keychain on my belt so i have to poke the keys into my pocket like tuck them in there because if not then it just sounds like i'm walking across the room shaking quarters <laughs> well, like that's a nice share yeah like sorry about your sad story fucking yeah serious emotional breakthrough and you're just jingling and i'm and just like Sorry, sorry. So with the Zoom, I almost prefer it because if I yoink. if I want to leave, I just yoink later, and then it's like Jerry W has left the room or whatever. But can't I you, don't know. It's all right. Can you give? Can I give him a different name, or can I put my own screen name? Can I be like fucking? You can make your own screen name because I've been doing Zoom meetings in my family too. Mm -hmm. Usually on Sundays, we'll, we'll all meet up at six thirty, and it'll be my iPad with like everybody, my parents and my siblings. And so my brother's name will always be like Fart Joel or like Joel does karate or something like that. Like my mm -hmm. little brother, 
He's so damn funny, but he's just always changes his name. The other night we had a Zoom, a whole Zoom meeting, and at one point he put on like a Rising Sun headband and pulled out a samurai sword and just sat there like in a cross-legged position Shoot. for no fucking reason. Like didn't say a word. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, this is in our family, not, you know, not an AA meeting, but just in our family meeting. And finally I was like, what's up with you and your dojo? And he's like, I'm just relaxing, bro. Like with this fucking samurai sword and like... I don't know. This is funny to me. This is one thing about this quarantine that I appreciate and I feel very grateful for is that it has brought my family a little tighter. It's yeah. given us more of a opportunity to be able to meet up. I mean, we have a text thread and everything. and It's just, you know, my parents care about us and we care about them. And so we want to make sure everybody's okay. And, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to sound insensitive, though, because I know other people don't have that. So it makes me grateful for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's I think that's really that's been important to me too is and we say it all the time and it's it sounds corny and cliched but it's a fact it's like I'm so grateful for everything that I have and being able to to not to only have to worry about bananas and running to be able to yeah have mm -hmm. a way to connect with my family and friends I was on a Zoom call with um a bunch of friends you know Ryan and Danny and Schwabi and we all like Ryan set it all up. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and we just mm -hmm. sat there and we chatted for like a couple hours, man. It was great. And um, so I think that it's definitely bringing people closer together in ways that never would have happened before. So Right, um, right. Which is not to, not to um, lessen the fact that, it, you know, we're in a very serious moment, I think. And I, I don't, I don't want to minimize anybody's tragedy trauma or like experience at all because like our experience is 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 wonderful compared to some of the other stories that i've heard out there and i can't imagine right. like being in a place like new york city and <laughs> trying to be sober yeah. trying to stay sober and trying no, to deal no, with, it'd be awful. It's, it's, with this yeah. you know with the hellish conditions that i'm i'm hearing about there so I mean, I think that if you're in a place where they're telling you to stay at home, it's probably best to listen and you know what I mean? Like, and do the best you can to stay yeah. as safe as you can mm -hmm. and, until this, until this all blows over. I mean, it, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to have like vaccines, antibody tests, if you'll have a card that you're like cleared to go and I'll have to like show you my card and be like, yep, uh, Corona cleared. Uh, you got your Corona right. card? Like, I, I don't know. Got your Corona card. Got your, you yeah. know. You got that CC. But I don't know either. I don't know how any of this is going to... We're all just living in this moment. It's just very strange because you have plans. You have things you need to do and things that are important to you. And then life, like my dad says, hands you a big steam and plate of reality. Mm -hmm. And it all fucking changes. And now we're in this moment. We are all in this moment right now, you know. And it, yeah, you got plans, but life's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck your plans. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to fucking get sick, and now you're in this moment. So I don't know, man. It's almost know. like the whole world is now living one day at a time. You know, It really is, yeah. So much, let's find a little program, y'all, you know. And whatever that is, whatever that means to you, I mean, you know, there's all the... And again, yes, exactly. you know, like the whole... All this talk about routines and making sure to stick to your routine and wake up at the same time and... um. I think that it's I think that it's helpful. I also think that people 
like I feel like there's I feel like there's a certain level of grieving that is not being talked about. You know, when you talk about like yeah, like your job mm-hmm. or what I don't know how your kids dealing with not being at school. I mean, I imagine most kids are like, "That's great. I didn't want to go to school anyway." She's loving it, but she misses it. I mean, right. she definitely was enthusiastic to have these Zoom meetings. She was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there's a certain level we're not really I feel like I need to take the time to grieve a little bit about the loss of my job, the loss of both of my jobs, right. not just the money, but the the casual freedom to go and get in my car and go drive downtown or go go to go to a place and make some money and come back and talk to people and not feel weird and awkward around people. I mean, I spent my whole life feeling weird and awkward around people. I don't I, I'm. I'm right. happy to be comfortable with folks, you know, these days, but mm-hmm. even just the ability, I can't go and, um, I'm not, I can't, I don't want to go run a long distance and I don't want to go run downtown. Like it seems frivolous and it seems irresponsible. Right. And what if I go mm-hmm. for a nice nine or 10 or 12 miler? And I, what if I sprain my ankle out there somewhere and then I have to go, you know, hobble somewhere or hitch a ride with a stranger who may or may not want to pick me up and then get put into an urgent care or something like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so there's a certain level of grieving that I think needs to happen for people. And it's okay to say, man, I feel really terrible right now and I don't want to do anything and, 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 and move through that, whatever that means, you know, like you said, you're you're like, I'm looking forward to going back to work. Like, I don't think I've heard that from you in, you know, three weeks. You were going years, through. Years, you know. Yeah, years. Yeah. You were mm-hmm. going through, you know. Well, and then the thing about it is it changes, though. Even work itself will be different now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I, I've been kind of going through that grieving process is just society. The way our society works now is changed. It, 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 mm-hmm. I don't think it'll ever go back to being exactly the way it was before. Just like a 9-11. Mm-hmm. You know, I woke up on the morning of 9-11 hungover as fuck. I found some gloves on the floor. I don't nice. know why I'm wearing them. But, but I woke <laughs> up super hungover and the world changed on me. The world absolute, my culture, my society changed. And I feel like it'll change. I feel like it'll change after this. And I feel like I'm grieving that because I don't know. Part of me is grieving that because when I go back to work, I, it's not like, like me wearing a mask tattooing people is going to be normal now because I probably will still wear a fucking sure. mask to tattoo motherfuckers. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't see myself not doing that. You know, for a little yeah. while. And the other guys might be like, oh, you're crazy and high strung. But they were also telling me I was crazy and high strung when I was like, I'm not coming back into work anymore, you guys. And then they fucking shut the state down three days later, you know? Right. So, I don't know, man. I mean, my sister had sent me a link to an article about the grieving process that we're going through as a country. And I, you know, and I, um, I found it really, really relatable. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's important to take that time. I mean, with anything, I think, and I was thinking about this today when I was out, I did a quick little run because it was, again, it was one of these times where I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. John, you don't have enough time. You got to record a podcast. There's not enough time. It's like, I was like, just go, go. You can do, I was like, just go mm-hmm. do two miles. You know how long it takes to do two miles. Go do that quickly. It ended up being two and a half. I'm not bragging, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but, no biggie. But, um, oh shit, what was the fucking point of my, I was trying to make that, that 
What was I saying? You talking about? You were talking about how there wasn't enough time. You didn't have enough time. There wasn't was enough about, time, like, but like I your was, process of I grieving. I was thinking about stuff. grieving. Yes, thank you. The process mm-hmm. of grieving was the same way that we grieve alcohol or the yeah. Like oh man, Ooh. I missed it. I missed drinking. Mm. I miss going to bars. I miss being drunk. Shit, you know, there was even a time where I was like, man, I I don't know if I missed hangovers, but there were some hangovers where I didn't feel so bad. I was like, oh, this is great. I've kind of got this low level like sickness. I can't really do anything. So I'm just going to fucking chill. We're going to order pizza, maybe drink some beers. Like it just was kind of an excuse to be lazy and slothful. Right. Right. And so there was all these things that I thought and I saw as positives. And when I was getting sober and when I was, you know, working, even working in recovery, I was like, man, I really wish I could go and have an ice cold beer by the river or man, I wish I could enjoy a glass of wine with dinner. But I know that that's all that that leads to like, man, I wish I could just drink a whole bottle of vodka in bed today. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's how you spend your core. Have you spent in the core mm-hmm. drinking vodka in bed? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it is. You are right, though. It is very similar to the way I aggrieved alcohol. Yeah. I mean, you don't. You don't feel any. We've talked about like you would say that you, the obsession is lifted in your mind. I would think so. Yeah, yeah to an extent. Yeah, I wouldn't say like a hundred percent, but mm-hmm. you know that spot. I, I me for me personally, I feel like that spot will never come out for me. You know, it's mm-hmm. always a ghost unless I tear. It's like spilling a red wine on the carpet and letting it <laughs> sit for a little while. You know, unless I tear the carpet out completely, that ghost will always be there a little bit. And right. so it's eh, I wouldn't call it an obsession now, but it's definitely like in there. It's way back in there, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah. too, like I, I don't again, I don't also don't want to minimize the good times. You know, when we talked to Coda a few weeks ago and he's like, man, I, yeah. would, I wouldn't trade those times for anything now. Yeah. I would have liked a little more, I think, I, I can't change the past, but I think that I would have benefited from a little healthier relationships. I don't I don't think that that was possible then, and so it doesn't really help to talk about it in that way. But right, I, right. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I, I feel like being able, for me to be able to recover, I had to go back and look at all of the bad things and unhealthy things. And those are the things that I'm trying to repair. So I don't want yes. that to discount any of the good times, but right. they all came at a cost, right? But, they- but like, dude, life is a melange, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you need that bad shit and the good shit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they happen fucking simultaneously. Sometimes there's something incredibly horrible is happening while something incredibly awesome is happening all at once. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can't discount the good times and you can't discount the bad times. Just I just feel like with me personally, I just have to be aware of both because I know I did awful things to people and I did awful things to myself that I wouldn't I wouldn't do now, you know. But I also know I did really awesome things to people and did awesome things for myself. So mm-hmm. I have to. You're right. You're yeah. right. And Coda is absolutely right. He's like I wouldn't take that trade that. And I was like, I would trade parts of it, the right. parts that hurt me. But why wouldn't I trade any parts of my life that hurt me, even if I weren't an alcoholic? You know, mm-hmm. it's just human nature to be like, well, I wish I didn't have that part of my life where I suffered indignity or or, or discomfort or unhappiness. So the, the only difference between me and the person who's not an alcoholic is all mine were surrounded with alcohol at the same time. And they were, the alcohol seemed to be my reaction to alcohol seemed to be the cause of a lot of those things, you know. 
Yeah. So, and I just think that, you know, obviously our conversations are framed in the uh, idea of recovery from alcoholism, from right. the bad shit mm-hmm. of like, and the only way that you and I know how to do that is to quit drinking entirely. So, right. so I can't, I have to, at some point, let go of all of those, those things, those good times. Those like, man, I wish I could just go out to the bar and hang out with my friends and have a few beers and, and, you know, I was talking to somebody last night who I hadn't seen in a very long time via, you know, Skype or Zoom. And and they were like, you know, it'd be great. And he's like, wow, I can't believe, you know, you. how long has it been? And you've been sober how long? And like, you know, I'm sure you could still go and hang out at a, at a bar and like have a soda, have a cranberry juice. And he's like, yeah. but it doesn't feel like this. It doesn't feel the same. And I was like, well, it's not the same. And I'm I'm much happier with it not being the same, you know. Right. Like, like my personal health and well-being and mental stability can't be contingent upon the fact that you miss having a beer with me. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? You'll get over just, it. <laughs> you just leave earlier. That's, That's the difference. It. You're like, okay, what bar are we going to? They have deep fried avocado because then I'll just go eat that. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or like, I'll make that my cheat where I eat a shitload of fries and we talk. And then I just leave before I get all fucked up because I'm not going to get all fucked up. But to them, that has the significance of sitting in a bar and having a beer with you. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're both letting our hair down. We're letting loose. We're pushing out that pressure valve and letting all the pressure out. And you were my favorite person to let pressure out. And you're like, you can still do that. I'm just, I'm going to let pressure out differently than you. You know, and that's the thing is that we've learned to let pressure out differently. And that we don't require yeah. the 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 chemical dependency to do that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I'm so fucking grateful for that I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? I go for a run. I sit and I breathe and I meditate. I, you know, yeah. I've been really working hard on this one yoga sequence for, you know, before my pre-run and trying my best to make that stick, you know. And so I have this one mm-hmm. song that sort of, ambient ethereal song <laughs> really? like, no well so check this i didn't know that so <laughs> you get weird in this choir i know i weird in the choir um no joe valentino <laughs> uh the guy who writes who wrote our theme song um mm-hmm. he turned me on to this uh oh man i should really I, I need to i just need to find it real quick so that i'm giving credit where credit's due so it's on Bandcamp, and the guy's name is jeffrey cantu Ledesma and Jeffrey is J E F R E. Um, and the song is called Tracing Back the Radiance. And it's mm-hmm. this very ambient, ambient or ambient? Whatever you want okay. to do, man. Uh, Fancy it up or not. It's this 15 minute song. And so I'll put it on. And during that 15 minutes, I'll do the yoga routine for, for runners. I'll do 25 sit ups and I'll do 20 um, squats. And so that's been, great. And I've been really trying to like make that. And I totally fucking feel the difference when I don't do it versus when I mm-hmm. do do it. So it's 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 becoming more and more apparent that this is going to be required action, you know, <laughs> because it's it yes. relieves the stress mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I need a drink. The idea of I need a drink. Well, why do you need a drink? Because I'm stressed out. I need a drink. Well, Okay, well, go get a drink. Like that was that was that was my my train of thought. And now it's like, okay, let's fucking let's open up these hips. You know what I mean? Let's get these. Yeah, yeah. Let's open up these. Well, hip I flexors. bet you run better after doing that yoga. You do, you do. I, I do. know, I know. Um, I struggle because I do a fifteen minute stretch mm-hmm. routine before I run, 
and I just I feel better because I've just straight cut out the house. I've like put on shoes and just started running, and then like I just hurt everything hurts more. Like my mm-hmm. knees get tired quicker, my hips hurt more, and then when I would stretch, I'd be like, wow, I lubricated everything a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm loose. Let's get out there. Let's mm-hmm. do some deep knee bends in front of an old lady. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so I think that that's finding. I've got to find those things that relieve the stress and yeah, turn the. Would you say open up the valve? Open up the valve. Lubricate it. Lubricate you know? it. You know, open and so it's valve. or push it's the just, button. Yeah, it's just different stuff now. And so I'm happy yeah. to go meet up with somebody, and I'll even sit it up. I'll even go sit in a fucking dingy ass bar for a little bit, but you've done it. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. Not for long, not forever, and nah, certainly not I until mean, two a.m. No, <laughs> how's no, you, there's no appeal in it. You know, mm-hmm. how's your sleep been in quarantine? Because mine's been Better. All fucked up. No, mine's been great oh. because I don't have to get up. And I still get up between six thirty and seven, but I don't have like the litany of things I have to do in the morning right now. So I just mm-hmm. like I'm like, well, maybe I will lay in bed till seven. Um, mm-hmm. because usually I get up and I get the kid dressed and fed and ready for school. And then they had my wife on a new thing where she was on bus duty. So she had to leave earlier. So now I had the addition of having to drive the kid to school on time. And yeah, I sleep a lot better now, but so you're not we feeding or dressing the, your child anymore. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just like, yeah. you're going to wear the same pajamas for a week and a half. Are you hungry? Forage. Learn how to forage, <laughs> motherfucker. No. But I've been, we've been watching the news at night, and I keep telling my wife, I'm like, I can't watch the NBC, the nightly news on YouTube or whatever, right before I go to bed, because then I have COVID dreams all night, mm-hmm. and I don't want to dream about COVID, man. I don't, I, and it's, I've noticed that pattern there over the past. I can watch yeah. fucking weird ass horror movies, and they won't fuck me up, but for the news, the news just like tears me up, man. I'm not gonna play it, and I just remembered, I had a dream last night. Our buddy Young Will was in it. And I, I didn't, it was dark and I didn't want to turn the light on to write it down. Like I write in my book of dreams, my book so of dreams, Jerry. So dictated it. I, I dictated know, fucking it. Fucking Ewan McGregor. <laughs> McGregor? McGregor. My book of dreams. Ewan McGregor, my book of dreams. Yeah. I think he was in the pillow book, but I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So I, I, I hit record and I, I dictated it because I want to, I wanted to remember it and write it down, but it had something to do with COVID and it was like, don't put the fucking news on and it's not even the news i can't even go on tiktok anymore without somebody saying something i just don't even need to see a corona meme you know what i mean right like right before you go to bed yeah having somebody who's making light of it and i I, you know that's the other thing is like i don't want to feel like i'm i've lost my sense of humor but it's really hard for me to kind of fucking joke about it when there's a lot of serious tragedy that's currently happening around it. So I don't Right, I th- yeah, I hear you. I, my humor is more along the lines of being stuck inside my fucking house, but I right. see it when the dude'll cough and be like it's corona time and he's holding a beer and scares the old lady and I'm like that's not funny. That's kind of a fucking dick move, you fucking dick, you know. But <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I so get that, mad. That yeah. kind of stuff. I don't I think it's fine, you know, like we can we need to we need to be light and there I think a, a bit of uh, levity is is crucial. A bit of a bit of ribald levity. <laughs> yes, I think it's, it's so, a treat. So you know, I, I just I don't need I don't need Corona memes, and I certainly don't need the news before I go to bed. And I'm gonna try it again, where I try to put my phone on the other side of the room, and I'm gonna put the book, and I'm gonna set up the lamp properly, and have the ability to kind of just 
read in bed and and because it's been fucked my my sleep has been all fucked up man and it's really like i used to go to i used to lay in bed be like a, between 11 and 12 sometimes 12 30 and i would go right to sleep and it was like that for a while now for like several months and i'd wake up at like seven or eight no problem and now it's just like oh i can't get to sleep and i start thinking about things and i'm like what's gonna happen and where's you know your benefit though is you don't have to work the next day you don't have to do anything so (laughs) and and i know that you like your routine and everything but what's been helping me is when i do kind of feel that creeping anxiety i tell myself like i don't have to be anywhere do anything tomorrow so if i'm up till four in the morning fuck it i'll just sleep all day tomorrow or deal with it then because i don't i don't have any obligations other than making a dumb movie on instagram with no shirt on you know what i mean like that's literally my obligation And, and like there have been times where I've had insomnia and I'm like, well, I can't run today because I'm too tired. And I won't. I won't go run or I won't go lift weights. I'm like, well, today I guess is like my version of a sober hangover, you know, because huh. I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that I found that useful for me during the quarantine. Now, like when I have to go back, you know, I don't know if the kids start in school again, but, you know, when it's all rolls back and mm-hmm. we go back to things being semi-normal, like I know, you know, I'll have to deal with that in my own time. But I'm sorry you're not sleeping, though. That sucks. <clears throat> I've been there. So I, I guess that's a good way to put lot. it is that like put that pressure, take the pressure off of yourself. Like, hey, I guess you're just up until four in the morning this time. Right, right. And so my biggest problem with my my insomnia, if that's what you're experiencing, is I go into the cycle of like, fuck, I fucked my sleep. I can't get up. I can't do this now. I can't do that. And so then I would start focusing on the fact that I couldn't sleep, which would keep me awake because now I'm having anxiety over not being able to fulfill my obligations or my routine for the next day. And, um, mm-hmm. if I give myself an out, it always tends to work for me. Not every time, but it always tends to kind of ease it in where I'm like, well, all my obligations I have tomorrow can be moved or they can be changed. Or maybe I'm in a fucking quarantine right now and there's just nothing like, well, I got to get up early and soak lentils, you know, like <laughs> this is what I'm imagining you do. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I'm going to make lentil soup tonight though. But yeah. I should probably I should probably cook some beans. If anybody wants to see my bean recipe, it's on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's not really very a appetizing. It's just, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Again, not being not being hard on yourself, not being you know. And I I've had days where I'm just like, you know what? I'm not gonna run. I'm not gonna stretch. I'm not gonna lift. Fuck it. Like, and yeah. I I don't make that a habit. I don't turn that one into. Um, but I also don't feel too terribly bad. And, you know, I've also been, I was really, I feel like I was just about to get my shit together. And I know that maybe this, this is what everyone is saying. Like I was going to start a new job. I was going to start running a lot more. The weather was, it was, it's fucking gorgeous out there today, Jerry. I should be out there doing 10 miles, like sweating my ass off. You know, it's sunny, Mm -hmm. it's bright. And and then all this happened. So it's really changed a lot of things. And I'm I'm like, okay, so so what can you do? You know, I was I was gonna start, you know, one of the things was my weight loss was not happening the way that I wanted it to. And I was kind of fudging with the mm-hmm. calories and whatever. And and so even during this time, I'm like, yeah, it's no big deal. You can go a little bit over every once in a while. And it really is no big deal. I'm still yeah. staying within a certain range of like maintaining. Right. So like when my 192 goes to 192.4, like that's fine. Like that's not. That's 
That's kind Dude. of splitting hairs there, buddy. Exactly. You're supposed to have a, you're supposed to have a three pound fluctuation. Actually, that's healthy to go between one ninety one and one ninety four. So do you know what I mean? You're right. supposed to fluctuate like this throughout the week because you're drinking water and eating mm-hmm. salty things. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the biggest thing that I found is like, um, you just reminded me. You said eating salty things. I was like, somebody gave me some beef jerky a while back, and I put it in my glove box. I might go get that. Ah, hot! It'll be hot too. It'll be like straight out the oven, just like Texas Roadhouse, dude. Right? <laughs> I don't know why that made me think of the beef jerky in the glove You're box. You're like, mm, man. Ooh, yeah. That's Ooh, a, yeah. I don't, even, I don't even eat beef, but anyhow, um, that it's that it's okay. That all the shit is okay. And yeah. Everything is okay. And. What's the biggest fucking problem right now is like what you're out of bananas. How many you know how many? That's it. I'm like literally out of bananas. I'm like fuck, you know. So, you're out mm. of bananas. And I'm so grateful, man. It's it's a problem I'd rather have than being out of whiskey. You right. know what I mean? Because that's a that's yes. a that's a dire situation. That's some critical shit right there. Like, oh, I gotta go through Coronaville to go get a fucking bottle of Evan Williams. <laughs> Seriously, you're like fucking Roddy Roddy Piper. It's hell goes to Frogtown. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more like Will Smith and I Am Legend, but Rowdy Roddy's even better. Yeah, and just to get a fucking fifth because all I can afford is a fifth of Evan Williams mm-hmm. and probably a pack of smokes and fuck all that. And then I'd just be me drunk on Instagram being like, life fucking is crap. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's all that can eat it. I'm done with that shit. Oh, it's it's what <laughs> what a relief, what a fucking relief. Because I'm trying to think. Yeah. I never really went through anything too serious when I was drunk, except that the fact that every day was so serious because I was drunk. You know, right. like it was everything was such a fucking dramatic, terrifying, harrowing. You know, when you wake up feeling like you're about to die and that's how you start the day <laughs> you know everything mm-hmm. feels yeah. awful you know when your bank account is always at zero or negative or right. barely there but you talked about you told that one story when you were living in arizona and it always kind of like gave me chills i really felt it was when you talked about walking a mile or two to the circle k <laughs> to get whiskey it was five miles dude it was five miles one way five mi- both no I think it was six miles both ways. So it was three miles one way, three miles back. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to get on my phone now and figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, it was fucking far, dude. In 110 degree heat to go get a bottle of whiskey. And just enough left over for like the cheapest Salem menthols they had at like Circle K. Fuck all that. I don't have to do that anymore. I know. And I just like, and I remember you telling that story and thinking... I feel I could feel it because I I know what that feeling's yeah. like. Yeah, like, you've oh been there. God. You know you've had Hope. to walk through downtown Seattle, mm-hmm. like just fucking 110. Remember I would come visit you in the summers in Seattle, yeah. and it would be like 110 downtown. It would get hot. Like just fucking walking to go get a 12 pack, just anything, just try yeah. to and then try Smoking to like smoking a cigarette. Yeah, hurry it back to the house just to not feel mm-hmm. like hell. Um, so I am yeah. so glad that it's like now it's like, well, I might have to Instacart some more bananas today. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Be like, I'll suck a dick to get a banana <laughs> right? in a super hot room. No. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, and you know, the people that are, um, that are out there doing the real work, like I said this before, I'll say it again. Be kind. If you got to go out there, be patient. Everybody's feeling the same way. Everybody's yeah, dude. stressed. Um, 
and uh, don't be, yeah, just be kind. I think it's the only thing I really want to say. Just be kind, be appreciative. You know, I, you know, wash your fucking hands. <laughs> Stay. I say this at the end of every fucking Instagram video, and I can't stress it, but I. Like, even on the podcast, I feel like I'm just doing another video, but I'm like, just stay six feet, well, farther now. Just try to stay away from people in general that aren't in Mm -hmm. your circle. Yeah. Just for a little while. Just for a little while. You don't want to get sick. This shit is a motherfucker, apparently. Mm -hmm. Just be careful. And take care of your mental health. Do something that makes you feel fulfilled or feel okay. It will be okay. We'll get through the other end of this. It'll be different when we get to the other end, but, I mean, life was different after y'all quit drinking, too, so, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's true, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited to see what your next uh, Instagram video is going to be. I, know I there's have a no lot of pressure. fucking idea. I know <laughs> it's going to be me walking around <clears throat> the banana peel crying. And I told in I told black you, and white, <laughs> black and white, like a fucking sad foreign film or something. French like that. movie, French exactly movie. like a clown. Um. Well, I will figure uh, this will air a couple days after that. But um, right, people might go back and be like, "Oh, where's the where's the movie, Jerry?" better save this one i don't know um yeah and i will as soon as i get as soon as we get out of this and i get a vcr i'm gonna um i'm gonna unearth and digitize some of jerry and i's old movies from back in the day like 20 years ago. from like 2001 and yeah. two and three 2002 and three i think yeah three. i'm down let's do it i'll pull those out so if any of you have an old vcr send it to john <laughs> yeah I was, hey man if somebody's if somebody wants to send me i don't know if, again i don't know if that's a good use of patreon funds um you know and i want to say that i'm grateful to everybody on patreon who is still supporting us and um it means a lot especially in these times of uh yeah but if somebody wants to send yeah, me a vcr because you, yeah. you want to see old fucking drunk um weird home movies that we made like actual I think there were some scripts and some storylines or storyboards. We, I mean, we did some yes. pre-production. There was, we did one called Wigging Out, where I stole your wig out of a bathroom of a bar. And I had to, and I, I had, I went to go steal it back. I broke into his and, house. And I, what was your line? Was like Christmas in Bangkok or something? Something fucking, like, anyway, something yeah. just obscure and ridiculous and. Yes. And we did that one and we did there was another one of you on a bike where I was just following you around and like yeah. we were like drinking coffee at McDonald's for some reason and I don't know what it was. And I did a workout video with a couple other friends of ours and so there's a few of them. If somebody wants to send me a VCR, I'll digitize it. And uh yeah. But um I think other than that, just be patient, be kind, wash your hands, mm-hmm. stay Word. stay sober. Stay sober. Don't yeah. drink. You'll be all right. It's true. There's no problem. Mm-hmm. There's no so no problem so bad that alcohol can't make worse. That I know and for a fact. The more you know. The more there's you your know. fucking rainbow. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jerry. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>